Welcome to the Sister Love, Untethered, and Under the Radar podcast, uplifting self-love with beauty, respect, honor, and freedom of expression for and about women of color. That's right, babe girls, black and brown, extraordinaire, because babe girls rock. That's right. And I'm your girl. Greetings, 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 queens, kings, urban dukes, and duchesses. This is your queen, Song B. I'm on the throne today in a sexy solo cast. A sister extraordinaire complete. Because I rock, you rock, we rock. Let's get this thing rocking. So right now, I had a pretty good week, decent It's Thursday, and I am sipping on a cup of green tea with organic honey and Chinese herbs. Now, the Chinese herbs I picked up uh, or was recommended to me by acupuncturists that's uh, supposed to help stimulate the scalp, you know, help the hair grow live and beauty, beautiful and thick. Well, I'm a post in my post-lock stage, I just started this routine with the tea about a couple of months, uh, which unfortunately, three years ago, I had to cut my locks out. Yes, it was heartbreaking. If you've had locks and they were beautiful, glowing, long, and just drawing attention and magnifying your glory, it's, it's what I call your crown nappy good well I had to cut my crown out unfortunately the locks became heavy and yes her crown got thin now have you ever had this problem well listen I'm now sipping green tea with Chinese herb now tell me if you've had the problem and you overcome uh, your hair thinning and it getting thicker I sure like to know what you did to restore your hair. Tell me. Send send your queen song B. Uh, drop a note. And that's to my queens and kings. If you've done something that restored the beauty. The nappy good locks. Please let me know. You can email me at sunshine. At sisterlove. Dot the Dot com. That's right. Alright y'all. So, new business, new things, new things, new things, what I go on. Here's the new things. Now, my original co-host who sat with me with episode one and two, well, she's going to be on long-term hiatus, so I wish her all the best in her new position, and uh, she's been with her employer doing dedicated good work, professional, now she is an officer, director, And she's got duties. On top of that, she's got a man that's consistent, strong in her life. Congratulations to the two of you, my sister May Baby in Botswana. Much love. Um, I think it's three years plus now. So all the best to you, sister. So in the meantime, so the new things, new things, my new things. What's going on? Well, here we're, we're growing. And evolving. I'm growing and evolving. That's what life is all about anyway. So 
the new things is that we're doing, uh, I'm doing a little bit of a, a new format. You will hear me by myself doing solo cast. And yes, she's going to have guests. So I will have guests joining me. I look forward to that. And just having a real good discussions, uh, sharing our experiences, thought, and, and opinions. And just how to be better queens at Sister Love. So... How are you all doing this week? I hope you're doing well. I hope your week is going wonderful, marvelous, stupendous. My week has been good. Now, although right now your sister girl Song B is taking a couple of classes at uh, through local UC Cal State East Bay and uh, they've shortened it from uh, 12 weeks to really almost uh, half a semester so the courses are eight weeks but you get packed in those eight eight weeks an overwhelming amount of information quizzes test assignments your girl is just working hard and and it's is getting to me, but she's hanging in. I just completed two courses, amen, amen. But um, the exam was last Saturday. First thing Monday, I had another exam, and then the new sessions began Tuesday and Wednesday. Back to back to back to back, and back to black. <laughs> but I'm here, y'all, and um. Sister Love, what we're going to do is make sure that we make this a lot more consistent. We can't let two, three, four weeks go by. No, you need to hear from Song B. So we're going to make sure that we're consistent and we have a delivery every two weeks. Okay, so we've got... uh, so let's talk about uh, my segments. I've got some segments that are consistent. As you know, if you listen to the previous episode, uh, I have a segment called The Pursuit of Happiness. And this is consistent. So here's the deal. For you listeners, the challenge is for you to do something, commit to doing something every week in your personal pursuit of happiness. Whatever it is, something you dedicate to bring joy and meaning to your life. So, that's something that I challenge myself with. Because, after all, if you don't do it for yourself, who is? You can't wait for a man to do it, a parent to do it, a sibling to do it, a child to do it, a job to do it, a boss, manager, supervisor, okay? You have to do it for yourself because, hey, the world ain't loving us so much. Have you noticed lately? So in pursuit of happiness, commit to yourself. Let me know. Send me a Facebook comment. Go to Facebook forward slash sisters extraordinaire and give, give me your comment and let me know what you did in the pursuit of happiness. Okay, so for me, well, 
you know, all with the, the tests and exams, being physically tired, overwhelmed. And uh, let me also mention in the last couple of weeks, I've been feeling some type of way. It, I didn't want to believe sometimes you ever feel a certain type of way. You know, you think you're perceiving something maybe by treatment of others and you're thinking, no, no, don't be sensitive. Maybe you're just reading a little bit too much in it. But then you notice day after day, several days, now weeks have gone by and you're still feeling some type of way. More than likely what your perception is, is telling you correctly. It's all about spirit. If your spirit picks it up, it's a good chance your perception is correct. All right. So (laughs) I gathered that here I am in some type of uh, relationships with people that I'm apparently uh, supposed to be doing business with, believe that I had been doing business with, uh, let's say for the last year or so. And And then suddenly hit a wall. Now, I don't know what I may have done to get out of my lane to uh, perhaps uh, step on someone's toes. Because if that's the case, I certainly don't know it. But however, and whatever the provocation is, all I know is the type of way that I was feeling is that I'm being ignored by persons. Now, something's wrong here. When you're assumably having a a professional relationship, colleagues, coworkers, business partners, whatever, you're handling business, a professional working relationship. But in order to do that relationship, to have that relationship, necessarily tools of communications are important. And to remain cordial, ethical, professional, you need to be respectful. I think we're hearing a lot about this in the news too. And what I noticed is that my professional email was not being responded. Now, it's one thing when it's one day, two days, three days, a week, hit the brakes. Now, I've been in passive aggression aggressive relationships, you know, even working relationships where an employer does a certain type of thing and maybe they want you to leave. Uh, no, sometimes there's no, maybe it's real obvious, but they're too damn cheap to just come out, let you go. That's not quite my situation, but in an adult situation where people aren't childish, you would anticipate that you're going to respond or you just say, Hey, I, I need to talk to you. So nonetheless, this situation has been making me feel some type of way over the last few days. And I said, you know something, you, first of all, I've got to have enough respect for myself. And that means keep it real. You don't let crap grow on the vine. You need to dress it, address it and nip it in the doggone bud. All right, because ain't nobody trying to smell no funky flower growing or no lingering smell. So the first thing that you I, I recommend is to be 
reasonable and in a very an adult manner manner remain cordial and approach it head on that's what i attempted to do still the same behavior passive aggressive ignore it and this is not something i'd ever would have expected anything i would have uh <laughs> seen foreseen coming but it is what it is. You can't control people. And you can't control people and their feelings. But you certainly can speak your mind. Put a period on it. Dot full stop. And move the hell on. Now. Have you ever experienced. That you felt like you were the target of disrespect. Listen. Sometimes you don't even know where it's coming from. And let me tell you. Haters are real there's all types i've seen it as a child seen it as an adult listen everybody's got haters on some level like it or not but what you don't want to be is in a situation where it appears that you're forced to be around haters or you're working or communicating with haters or fakers who are really hating behind your back that ain't cool fake friends or real enemies it's good to know or recognize them and best to decide just not to deal with them end it everybody has haters but not all haters are are as prevalent you know they have different ways of acting it out carrying it out sometimes it doesn't come out until you start doing something positive for yourself be prepared Anytime someone who's intimidated by your actions, something that you're doing, maybe you don't even know what it is, but to them, you've stepped out of a lane and they're offended. Where does that mentality come from? This is a problem, particularly when it comes to black folks. We don't need to keep staying stuck there, but people are. A lot of people are. Listen. You just want to do you, you know, whatever it is that you aspire to do, do you forget the haters because they're going to be there. That hate is really something that's triggered by their own feelings and it don't really have anything to do with you. It's them. It's reflecting how they're feeling about themselves or how they're feeling about their own lives. You know, this morning, I watched YouTube and uh, came across social media. uh, Our dear sister, Queen Cardi B, and she's pretty upset. And this came out today. Let's hear a little bit of what she has to say now. There's a lot of profanity, expletives, but I just want to tell you, turn it down. If you're under 14, don't listen. I'm going to take a couple of minutes and let's hear the sister vent. This hotel room. So I know that nobody should know that I'm where I'm at, whatever. But you know, I learned my lesson. I guess people that work in certain uh, places, they will fucking say about your business. So, you know, I'm in Carnito and it's just like, you know, it's so, it's such a, I have such a pretty ass view and I think I'm being low and everything. And it's just like, you know, I just really wanted to take a picture of my baby. I really just want to take a picture with my baby. 
I love the way she says incarnito. Sometimes you want to lay low. When they go low, you go lower. With a little tutu, and it's just like it got me, it fucked me up so much mentally how people really don't have no integrity that they really had the audacity to fucking stalk me because niggas was literally stalking me and practically took a picture of my kid. And that shit really got me so fucking mad. It had me fucking mad. It had my baby father mad as fuck. Um, because it's just like people need to understand, like, people need to understand. Listen, she's mad. She's cursing a lot. I'm going to jump cut this. Psychotic people that don't fucking like me. So I really want to protect my baby identity until I'm, I'm mentally ready. Because I know one day I'm going to have to show her. But it's like, let me do it when I want to do it. Like, y'all motherfuckers know everything about me. Your first boy, motherfuckers harassed me the whole time while I was pregnant. I, whatever. Um... Motherfuckers fucking dig up my marriage certificate. Let me, let me protect my baby. Let me do things at my time, at my pace. Now, she's trying to protect her baby, and allegedly this is all because of uh, some paparazzi like TMZ. Uh, when she thought she had privacy in some vacation hotel somewhere with a beautiful view and her baby. She doesn't want to show her baby. But anyway, paparazzi is going to do their job. And whether they're hating or not, it's paparazzi. But it's not necessarily the issue with haters. So let's listen further. Get a private investigators to see who are these people. And it be on my comments too. It's a lot of disgusting things. And it's just like me and my baby father, we want to protect our child. So it's just like, why don't y'all respect that? Why don't y'all respect people, kids? Why don't y'all motherfucking do that shit? Y'all not, y'all, like, y'all, the same way that you people that fucking be on TMZ and shit, y'all be protecting y'all kids from fuck shit, that's what I want to do to my child. I'm famous. I understand I'm famous. Y'all can do whatever the fuck I want, this and that. My child, I, let me protect it. It's my kid. I don't know these people. My enemy could be right next to me. So that's why I want to do it. When the time is right, let me do it on my own. So that's one shit that y'all already, already got me tight. And then on top of that, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to have a happy mentality. You know, I got so much gifts. I've been having so much positivity these past two, three weeks. So stop involving me in drama that I'm not doing anything. Not only is it, it's annoying when fan pages be fucking photoshopping likes, photoshopping DMs that I can't. Basically, you get the gist. She's got haters. And so, aside of the paparazzi, aside of the media people, there's, you know, yes, she's in the celebrity scene for the last two years. Yes, she has haters. She says on this, uh, in her, uh, I think it's Instagram, she mentions how she's received death threats, et cetera, et cetera. You know, extreme, extreme mess. BS. You know, and what she's doing, of course, Cardi B, she has her way of expressing in, when I say, nip it in a bud, go to the point. You address it, but you know what? You can't stop people with their obsessiveness of hating. Again, if they are miserable in their own lives, they get joy 
out of projecting that self-hatred onto other people. So why? Yes, you're a celebrity and you're in the success lane. That's, that's a problem for people, some people. And they love drama because their life is either boring as F or, <laughs> or they've got so much crap going on in drama in their own lives. There's, there's no joy. They need to find something in the pursuit of happiness instead of hating. Get over the hate. But to Sister Cardi B, this poor sister, <laughs> she's a woman, a young woman in her mid-twenties. And she knows what it's like to be to have haters even before she became famous in the last couple of years. This is a woman that allowed herself to be exploited in her mind. She was just going after her quote unquote bags. And now this is with her drive and determination. It's got her to a, a, a level of success that most women exploiting themselves, swinging on a pole to get to the next level. would love to have this success, but she's accomplished things. Now, yes, she says also in this video that, look, I'm strong as hell, just so you know. You heard me? That's what she says. It's important to be strong and self-sufficient and to be able to, to take stand on your own two feet and address whatever the hell that approaches you. Now, you pick and choose your battle and you don't, particularly with a certain level of fame, you don't need to fight everybody Cardi B this is just a word for this queen she don't need to fight with everybody if the public and paparazzi are going to do things that she feels disrespectful there is a boundary she's got a right to address it but it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to stop those people from trying to profit they're hating, but they're also trying to make money off of your success. So they're going to ride that back. No matter how shameless it is, there's no dignity in it. So don't you dignify yourself or undignify yourself by going down the same damn lane with them. Leave it. Stay in Carnito. I agree. But, you know, when you get in that celebrity lane, you're no longer in carnito, <laughs> you know, and there's times that you just want that certain level of privacy back. That's one thing as the common person, you know, most of us just live in our lives to a certain degree. We have that. But when you have haters on whatever level, it doesn't matter. These are people that want to degrade you. For whatever reason. But remember. It's not about you. It's about them. She said that uh, Cardi B. She claims that. Uh, she said the haters leaked her phone number. She's received several de uh, death threats. <laughs> and that she doesn't give a F. If they call her ratchet. Or ghetto. And being a celebrity with two years. She said. Y'all, she says to everyone that's watching the video, y'all don't know what I go through. 
And you're right. The same thing with the haters. They don't even know, even if they're envying you, you know, there's a thing about crabs in a barrel. Hate to go there, but you know, this is something that if you black in America, you've heard something about crabs in a barrel because oftentimes the black folks, old black folks will say, you know, y'all need to stop being crabs in a barrel. Meaning they, people are so afraid and conditioned of seeing someone get ahead or do something a little different. You don't know the rest. If everybody's a widget, you're supposed to act like a widget too. Because if you dare display anything a little different, somebody's got their heart on their shoulders, on their, uh, on their arm, and they're feeling some type of way. Cardi B ends her video saying, let me live in my own positive bubble. Let me be happy. Queen Cardi B. Sister, that's all you need to focus on. If things have been going wonderful for you, that means you're evolving in your newfound celebrity in the last two weeks or so. Stay on that path. You'll learn to get you. You tough girl. You tough from the streets. So that same tough skin, you got to put it in your mind and your attitude and you get tough and you shut them down. All those people that's spewing that, that energy of hate, don't pay it no mind. You've got to ignore it. It's not the sun shining. It's darkness, dark energy, and you've got to ignore it. Sometimes with negativity, you have to. The only way you can change negative is with another negative. So a double negative to create a positive, which means you negate the negativity. Don't give it any mind. Negate it. Cast that mess down in a dark hole of fire and let it burn. Let it burn like volcanic ash. Push, patch, pow. Bye-bye. That's how you just negate the negative energy. Listen, even the Bible says, Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you and bless them. Do not curse them. Now, the Bible is not always meant to be literal, but you know what? To me, that means I'm going to live with good, positive energy because if I can ignore you, even bless you, dismiss you, I'm blessing myself. Deuteronomy 31 6 says, be strong and courageous. Those are examples of neg- negating negatives. Just apply it logically. So, getting back to my pursuit of happiness this week. Not letting those negative thoughts or feeling some type of way because of some idiotic persons or energies, you know, or feeling bad or negative about themselves or hating. Cut that mess off. Full stop. Block it. I listened to my guru, Sadhguru, mystic man of magnanimous wisdom, and he teaches that one must become equanimous and exuberant. So, Exuberance, let me define it. It is the quality of being full of energy, excitement, and cheerfulness. Ebullience, 
It's a sense of youthful ebullience or exuberance in the quality of growing profusely like a wild, magnificent orchid or the radiant radiance of a full blue moon exuberance. We must contain this, get it in the cells. It just emanates from you wherever you go and equanimous or equanimity. It is mental or emotional stability or composure, especially under the tension or strain of any incident circumstance that's going on in your life. It means having calmness, equilibrium, equanimous, exuberance and equanimous. So for me, I had a nice meditation session with Sadhguru, the mystic man of great wisdom and peace. I had peace. So this is Sadhguru on being equanimous and exuberant. I'm happy to share. The mechanics of hell is in being exuberant and joyful. We call this Samskriti. What Samskriti means is to do life. Kriti means to do. Sam means equanimous and exuberant. If you know how to be equanimous and exuberant, life happens at its best within you. The problem right now is those people who think they're equanimous, they're constrained, controlled, constipated in their mind. Okay? They'll definitely get sick. They may be, they may look disciplined from outside, but actually they're constipated. When you're constipated, you gather too many things which will kill you one day. Soon, people are living well, maybe they're a little more gregarious, they're a little more joyful, they sing, they dance, they go somewhere, probably they expose themselves to nature, they have better relationships than other people. All these things may be adding up. Adding up to being exuberant and equanimous. You don't want to have mental constipation. That's what hating is. Hateration is mental constipation. Get a life. Let it go. There's no room, time, nor energy for it. So you who are on the end of receiving it, don't. Don't receive it. Rebuke it. Be exuberant and equanimous. And that shield of life energy rebukes it, rejects all of the negative stuff. Embracing you take time to embrace nature and, and enjoyment and laughter and being gregarious and filled with love. That's your healing and that's your success. And you realize, Cardi B., what, what is there to trip off of those people? They don't have a life, but you do. And a blessed one at that. So keep on rising up, sister. So for me, meditation and focusing in time to breathe and exhale from within and let that energy in me that allows me to grow in my lane, outside my lane, above my lane, over the lane, over the moon, and just keep moving and growing and evolving and being blessed, and it's all good. 
You don't have to feel no type of way about nobody's feelings. It means nothing. Bless them, dismiss them. Hey, Ashe, sister preaching today. That's my pursuit of happiness segment. I hope you enjoy that. for my segment She Rise, She Rose. This is all about our she rose and the positive work and impact and their roles in the community or society. This week's She Rise, She Rose queen is Alice Mousnoir Walker, born February 9th, 1944 in Eatonton, Georgia. The youngest daughter of eight children, her parents were sharecroppers in Putnam, County, Georgia. Queen Walker, she received a scholarship to attend Spelman College in Atlanta. Later, she attended uh, Sarah Lawrence College in New York and graduated in 1965. In the same year, she visited Africa and spent a significant time in Kenya, which is where she began writing her first book. Later, The Color Purple was published in 1982, and in 1983, Queen Walker received uh, the Pulitzer Prize in Fiction and the National Book Award, of which she was the first African-American woman to receive that those awards and recognitions. Queen Alice Walker is a teacher, professor, and now a longtime resident of Northern California. We're happy to have her be a part of the Northern California community. Queen Alice went on to write several novels, short stories, essays, and poetry. In 2010, she published Cushion in the Road, Meditation and wandering as the whole world awakens to being in harm's way. And I believe that that's when Queen Alice became a Buddhist. Tonight, Queen Alice Walker is a guest lecturer at the First Congregational Church in Berkeley. As I speak, regrettably, Song B missed this one, but that's okay. We'll catch her another time for sure. Certainly put, worth seeing and putting time aside. But tonight she's introducing her newly re- released book that was published this week entitled Taking the Arrow Out of the Heart. This is her first bilingual work 
And it's presented in both Spanish and English, of course. This recent book is a collection of 70 poems that she began writing in 2015. This was a period that she says it was filled with great personal sadness and feelings of loss and despair in the world. I think we're seeing a lot of that now. A lot of people are feeling that way. We even have people that have left the country because of these these feelings. However, in this collection of work, she memorializes or memorializes the lives of people in her past and some that are present living that include activists and persons from the artistic community who have given their lives and their voices to fight on behalf of those who are most vulnerable amongst us. Miss Walker has weathered the storm. She's had a stormy past uh, in the, I would say in the last 10 years. She's been the target of harsh criticism for a stand on human rights She has documented female circumcision while in Africa. She's been very vocal on the mistreatment of Palestinians and how they're all being nefariously labeled as terrorists. She became the the intended target of a political cabal that accuses her or, or did accuse her of supporting terrorism because of her harsh criticism against the Israelis. You can't even be yourself, but when you have a platform and you use it to speak out, there's going to be opposition. Just know that. Miss Walker has received from uh, writers and uh, negative criticism from other writers, uh, from the African Christian Monitor and to the Israeli media. In uh, in the early 1980s, Miss Walker wrote a poem to honor Winnie Madikizela Mandela for her birthday. Winnie Mandela, it's called Winnie Mandela, We Love You. However, later among all, among other controversies, Miss Walker was not exactly applauded for having written uh, that poem or or for forging a bond with uh, Miss Mandela uh, just before her release from prison, which was in 1991. And in the same year, Alice Walker wrote an essay titled, How Long Shall They Torture Our Mothers? And this was in honor of Winnie Madikizela Mandela. I hope I said that right. Madiki Zella. Mandela. Well, how long shall they torture our mothers? And later it was revealed that uh, Mandela, Winnie Mandela, was held politically and morally accountable for human rights violations that resulted in in the death of a 14-year-old police informant. And unfortunately, that incident stains her legacy. But nonetheless, through the controversies, Queen Alice Walker has survived. She has authored more than 35 books that have been translated into more than two dozen languages around the world. 
and she has sold more than 15 million copies of her work. She will be known for her many outstanding literary contributions, and her name will forever be stamped in history, along with other great literary legends. Queen Alice, you are an extraordinary being, and we, Sister Love, celebrate Queen Alice Walker. If you have someone that you would like to re- recommend for our She Rise, She Row segment, please send your suggestion to uh, to me. Email me at sunshine at sisterlove.thevibejuice.com. And in the subject, be sure to put She Rose. Or you can make a comment on Facebook forward slash sisters extraordinaire. So at the end of the day, The HQ tip is, it's all about humor, health, and happiness. So while Miriam McCabe will take us out on Pata Pata, I'm going to leave you with the HQ tip of the day, courtesy RuPaul. And that is, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell you going to love somebody else? Okay? That's our time for today. Thanks for joining me, your sister love, Sonia Song B. Follow me on Twitter, sister love, that's S-I-S-T-A-L-U-V-E, at Song B 510. Share us on Stitcher, Spotify, Facebook, Google Play. Please show a sister some love and support with a five-star rating on iTunes. And now you can make a donation on Patreon. Remember... Life is not about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a wonderful, marvelous, and stupendous week. Until next time. Shine!